Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the witch Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I'm Honest Abe. We are broadcasting live from Palm Beach uh, County, Florida, along with my co-host, the Italian scallion himself, Paul DeGracco, and none other than the goat, Alex Tavella. This is episode number 421. And obviously, um, he's Paul, gone. Paul's he's gone. Paul's this this morning is on next level. He's gone, and that's that. And there's nothing we can do. I say, we, I, I say we don't let him back in. Unfortunately, he's an admin. If I could change it real quick, he can pop himself back in. Dang. But let's enjoy the moment. There's there's a moment of peace and there's a moment of tranquility here that I think we should really relish in. I'm feeling very like philosophical today, based on our my pre-conversations with our, our upcoming guest. Oh, you guys, I, I was running a little late this morning, so I didn't get a lot of that pre, uh, pre. We had a, we had a few moments that hopefully we're going to recreate on the show or hopefully not. I don't know. It depends on how far it goes. But anyway, the big news here in Florida this week is that we've kind of gone maskless now. I mean, the state's becoming pretty much a maskless state. I mean, uh, very few, a lot of places now have removed their signage. Uh, I mean, look, there's always going to be, I think, a percentage of the population that are going to wear masks till the end of time. Which is, that's fine. Uh, that's, I'm all right with that. That's what they choose. doesn't bother me. Yeah, I, I don't think I had a mask on all week. The school board, the school board now has come and said that basically the kids will, will not have to wear masks at school next year. So looks like the road to normalcy is uh, back on track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're there. At least here. I, I don't know what the rest of the country is doing, but at least here we're kind of back. Yeah, we, we do kind of live in a little, like, uh, bubble here in Florida. We, we do. We really do. And thank God for that, to be honest. Although, although uh, the last day I was in Vegas last week was really funny because I, I went to Vegas for my parents' 50th, not for the TPE because I've never been to the TPE. Um and it was funny because I was really trying to make sure that I tried to stay incognito as possible while I was down there. Um, the last day before we left, they started taking all the plexiglass barricades down. Right. And, and um, you know, they, they were already making all the motions to alleviate all the COVID uh, regulations, stipulations, precautions that were there. Um, and it was really actually, it was a great trip. We'd been to Vegas probably about a dozen times and, and this was our most enjoyable one, even though the service was, I mean, it, look, the service was only lackluster cause they just didn't have bodies. There were no human beings, right? There was no bodies. There was no staff. It was hard for them to have staff. The digital signs on the strip where normally would have these shows are playing was like now, now hiring help wanted. I mean, it was crazy. You see those uh, signs everywhere. They're in every yeah. store. They're everywhere. 
but it was a great trip for us because normally we only go to Vegas for a show and it's always work. And, you know, <laughs> even though you have fun, you're tied up from nine in the morning till two in the morning, pretty much, you know? Right. And uh, we got to do whatever we wanted. So it was actually a very cool and fun trip for us in Vegas this year. Um, speaking of which, how's the little man? I know he was a little bit under the weather. The little man is is okay. He still has a little lingering cough. Looks like he had a little mild case of bronchitis, which a couple of kids apparently in the class had. But um, he's all right. He feels fine. He's just got this this cough that lingers. And, you know, so he stayed home all week. School would have sent him home anyway. But uh, otherwise, he's all right. Yeah, you can't even, like, sniffle in school. No, no. The slightest sign of a hiccup, and you're no. going home. No, he Carmine rubbed his eye one day and it was a little red and they called me to make me pick him up because they were worried about pink eye. And <laughs> I mean, literally rubbed his eye. I, I tried not to blow a gasket that day, but what are you going to do? You know, it's one of those things. You're just kind of stuck. It's like, what am I going to do? I'm just going to pull my kid out of school. I'm done with this place. You know, it's, you know, you're kind of at their whatever they decide is what you got to do. So have you heard from Paul? Is he coming back on or is he gone? Yeah, he said his internet's gone and uh, he's coming back on. He don't know what happened. His internet took a shit. And um, Did you play the intro or did he play the intro? He had the intro started and that's why okay. there was a little yeah, delay. I thought there was a delay. There was. There was. I didn't realize it was two clips. I was not aware of that. But I managed to. Oh, get he did the first clip. part and then you started the second part. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it was two clips. Got it. Got it. Well, it should be an interesting show. We have an interesting guest this week. A lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, other than that, how was the week while I was gone? Let's see. The week while you were gone. So that was last week. You were back this week, and I was gone most of this week for the most part. Um, the week the week while you were gone, it was okay. It was, you know, the usual annex. I was here for a Saturday after. Yeah, the you were here. I know. Yeah, it, it, it was kind of the... Yeah, everything's a little bit blurred, man, in my time in my head. It really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you came back that night, Friday night, and, you know, Saturday morning, here you were. Probably still vaguely in Vegas time. But we had a great show last week, Al McAuliffe. What a, what a, what a, what an interesting guy he was. I mean, that was his first time on our show. I, I really enjoyed that segment. For me, honestly, my favorite shows are typically when I have somebody who's never been on the show before. Right. Because then the show is kind of like just as much for us as it is for our audience, right? We get to learn new stuff and... And and we're like we're genuinely asking questions that we don't know the answers to sometimes. Well, fortunately for me, you know, being that I'm fairly new to the show, they're all new guests. Today. Yeah, I get yeah. that experience. I get to watch the movie for the first time every time. Right. I mean, a lot of times I'll ask questions I already know the answer to. I'm just asking because I know there are people out in the audience who don't have them. Right? right. So um, when you have a new guest like that, a lot of times I have no idea what the answers are. So that's always pretty cool. Cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That was a great episode. And then um, you guys finished your tale of the tape. We Let finished our tale of the tape. One, one through ten. We should post that. You know what? You should have that posted somewhere on the KMA page. You know, just to keep a record. They should make a tale of the tape page with keeping a, a record of your seasons and what you you and Coops. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you know, that final screenshot you make should be yeah, just the number there. one. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. And uh, today we we're going to announce what our. Uh, the the evolution season two that's what evolution. I call it evolution season two of tale of the tape but nobody really knows where we're going so this is yeah the thing. So tale of the tape coming will continue with different themes and you'll announce yes. the theme for season two which starts next week yes so, so essentially tale of the tape will turn into a top ten list of one thing or another 
throughout KMA and we'll announce an ongoing segment made by X. Yes, made by made by Coop and I just hijacking a minute of the show, which we wound up turning into its own segment. Oh, I think Paul's back. I can probably pull him back out if he tries to come in. You know, I can do that. Do you have to let him in? I don't have to let him in, but I can. Yeah, somebody's got to let me in every time I. Yeah, uh, Paul and I signed up under the admin. He's texting me. Wait, wait, watch. Let me see who works. Ha! See, I can do it. We can, you know. That's funny. <laughs> now he knows what it feels like to be Alan Rubin, the fake yes, house. Yes. Oh, man. ATT's having issues today. Am, am pay- I coming through clear? Because I'm coming through through my mobile. Didn't pay your bill, did you? You know what? It's possible. I, everything's on auto bill pay, so who the hell knows? Uh, sorry about that, but I was I was watching on my phone while while you guys were uh, were uh, were doing it. It still feels weird for me to be maskless. By the way, I guess you guys don't mind it, but yeah. I still wear my mask in some places. See, you've been institutionalized. Yeah, I guess I've been like brainwashed, right? You've been institutionalized. It's supposed I to had... feel weird with the mask, not without the mask. I tell you what, flying with the mask was really an experience because I've never had to have one on for six hours. Oh, wow. I can't imagine. Yeah, six hours plus walking through the airports. I mean, it was probably like a seven and a half hour trip altogether, eight hour trip. You just but, go uh, to the bathroom just to take the mask down for a minute. And let me tell you something. On my flight home from the Vegas leg to um, Charlotte, that woman was a Gestapo. Before three times before the plane took off, she warned me, and I like I'm like I'm sensing like this woman's gonna kick me off the plane if I do it one more time accidentally, you know? Because I wouldn't take it off, but I would like lower it to say something and leave it on my chin or whatever. And you would have gotten a new tattoo if you got kicked off that plane because you weren't going to Vegas then. What did, what did you uh, what did you fly? What airline? American. Yeah, you know, I've only ever flown uh, Spirit to Vegas, the Subway of the Skies. <laughs> Wow, what a slogan, bro. Right? That's actually great. But but listen, for Vegas, if you spend the extra couple bucks and you get that front two rows, it's the only one that does a straight flight. So I used to catch the red eye home from Vegas, leave, you know, Vegas 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Where do you leave out of? uh, Fort Lauderdale. See, I would rather pay extra. For the layover than go to And and have a connection. Then not fly out of Palm Beach International. I love flying out of Palm Beach. You, it's the best. The best. The best. And you got to remember, I grew up flying in and out of O'Hare. Yeah. Palm Beach International is the best. You're in and out in 20 minutes. You could literally yep. park your car 30 minutes before your flight and still board the plane on time. Do it. Do it all that. We used to do it all the time before COVID. We could get there even with the kids. Get to well, one of the kids because Eli's never flown. It is. I So when I fly to Long Island, I fly from Palm Beach International Airport on Southwest to MacArthur in Islip. That's another tiny little airport. It's the same thing. You can get there a half hour before, just park, quick, go. The parking is cheap at PBI. I, I think the premium I, I, parking is 25 bucks a day. My it's favorite, nothing. my favorite, my favorite airport, man. I, I, and then when you land, it's 10 minutes to get home. So right. I mean, I will spend the extra money. I will take the connecting flight, but I will just always rather prefer to fly out of PBI. Same here. I do. We do it for work all the time. We'll, we'll, we fly Delta. We don't fly American anymore because of a bunch of bad experiences. I know you're a big American guy, but no, I just that was my company card for a while, so we had two point like some mile million miles on it. Well, so yeah, you got to use them. So I'm going to use them, but we switched now over to another uh, corporate card. So now I could use any airline. We have the, uh, mm-hmm. the American Express thing now, and so now they're just points, and they could be used on anyone. In fact, 
we just booked our PCA trip and we're actually flying Delta to uh, to Vegas. Listen, for, PCA. for the money, for the money, I've I've flown a lot in my life. Delta is by far the best airline domestically, in my opinion, for the money. I, I've flown Virgin. Everybody thinks that it's so great because of all the lights and all the cool doohickeys in it. Delta is, still has that old school take care of the customer mentality, in my opinion. So first class on Delta doesn't get any better than that, in my opinion. Yeah, I I, I always flew for Fort Lauderdale. I was never the one really dropped. I'll, I'll let you I'll let you know in uh, in uh, May, June, July, a couple months. So <laughs> what's interesting now is flying first class and no one offering you any booze. Mm. Oh, that's what I was gonna. So I was gonna ask you that. So they don't. Ah, uh, do they have the? They 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 pulse frozen. They um, they don't have the booze. They did offer us some sodas or whatever, and they bought some pre-packed meal in a box sandwich that was in a Ziploc bag with a wipe in it and whatever. You didn't get the warm nuts. You know, I mean, it's, you know, normally when you board on a plane, while everybody else is boarding, they come up already, right? Can we get you something to drink? It's like the first question, like within the first five seconds, you're asked it's a seat and nothing and then when you're we're off the ground they came around to see if they wanted a coke or a sprite or a soda or a water or whatever but no i mean typically that's half the fun of first that's class. the benefit of first class because you get yeah. to have your drink you start pounding your yeah. drink before you get off the ground you have your drink and everybody's walking by you you're sipping sipping a drink and people are walking by you emily and and I, hey how are you emily and <laughs> i you know our, one of our former co-hosts lady m we went and did a live remote from uh, washington dc we did the little puff and um, I remember we took off. We took off from PBI, and we started with Bloody Marys, and we got wasted before we got to Atlanta, like butt wasted. In fact, it was on that flight that she made me text my wife about having our fourth kid, and my wife said yes. You know, it's funny when I uh, when I used to fly to Vegas, I would go out with my old my old business partner. We would go for the World Series of Poker. He's a big time poker player. You know, he has a World Series bracelet. But uh, before we went, you know, he always just took cash with him. And when we would go, I would stay for a week. He would stay for the month. He would stay for the whole tournament. And um, he would literally hand me a, a brick of cash to put in my, like literally $20,000. He would carry 20 and I would carry 20,000 in a, in, a in a fucking school bag on the, on the flight. I, like I felt like I was smuggling money and drugs into Vegas. Like imagine sitting with a spirit subway flight i have twenty thousand dollars in a bag i wanted to like fucking handcuff it to my arm and uh you know that was his that was his money for tournament play for the month in vegas hey talk about pressure about not losing your handbag you know what i mean like, your carry-on bag I, even just going through the yeah. just felt dirty i felt like i'm gonna you know what am i gonna say i'm gonna say what the hell is this giant bro go to vegas you know see the old me would have arranged someone to mug both of us on the way to the airport right Right, that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> Terrible. But uh, it's funny because I, I remember one year. An inside job. One year, he didn't. Uh, we didn't bring cash. He just got money transferred to the Bellagio. And it was so Vegas because we got there and everybody said, oh, come on, we got to take, well, I got I to gotta go pick up my transfer. So he picks up a $50,000 transfer and uh, literally they just slide him 10 chips. And that was his fifty thousand dollar train. It's like the most Vegas thing that is Vegas. Yeah, five like, ten thousand dollars. Yeah, here you go. Here's here's your fifty thousand dollar transfer. It was incredible. That is insane. 
It's not a chip you want to wow. drop. No, it's not a chip you want to drop, which to me is only eclipsed by watching the high stakes baccarat rooms in the aria, which is just it's just the most insane thing I've ever watched. I mean, you could see three quarters of a million dollar gets wiped off the table and in one hand the baccarat. It's uh, you know it makes me wonder what some of these people do for a living that play that can gamble like that. They do. Listen, I had an uncle who was a big time gambler. I mean, he was a, when he went to Vegas, he was a big-time gambler. This was my mom's brother. He, he passed away, God rest his soul. And um, he used to uh, – they used to send him back in the day, like, airline tickets, hotel stay, and tickets, like, front-row seats, first-row seats for, like, all the epic legendary fights, the Sugar Ray fights, the Hagler fights, the Cesar Chavez. Like, they were all in Vegas back in the day. So my dad – got to go to a lot of these with my mom's brother and my uncle and um you know my dad still jokes about it going to vegas will never be the same after he passed away because it's like you know when you get that kind of treatment they're right. everybody out there they stay in suites they would get a caesar's card no matter where they eat dinner in another hotel on the strip caesar's picked up the tab it was like a credit card they had limos taking them everywhere and um i i worked in the same office with him uh, after my second year in college, I was actually working with my other uncle, but they had offices in the same building. And I remember he asked me for some coffee one day. He was having a meeting, so I went and got coffee, poured it all. And they were doing these, these ceramic mugs, right? And as I went to go pick them up, I almost tripped. I said, oh, don't break those mugs. Those are $20,000 each. Said, <laughs> so I took them to the sink, and I'm looking back, and I see, you know, nothing. No name brand, nothing. So I really just went after I said, those really are. Yes, yes, they did. I lost 300000 that weekend in Vegas. I took those from the suite. <laughs> Great little story. Paul, you look very introspected, like you're working on something. What are you doing? I'm still making sure that I, I stay connected to you guys. <laughs> but I'm listening to your story. Well, that being said, um, we got a, one of our funnest and oldest friends on KMA uh, this week. Uh, no reason to uh, waste any more time. Let's get him on. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. The man, the myth, the legend, Matt Boof. Boofy. Hello, everyone. How are you? Big Delicious. What? What's up, Matt? I think, I think I called radiant. it spot on this week when Juan Cancel tried to compare himself to you. Oh, yes. And I said, well, Matt looks like a prophet and you look like a Mexican cartel lord. So, I mean, I, I, mean, I think I you know, In many ways, uh, possibly these are one and the same. I don't know. Um, wow. I in many ways, he may be right. I haven't yet dissected that psychologically, but I felt maybe there's some sort of undertone of connectivity there. Now, everybody knows, everybody knows your former, former military, and you've worn, your right. hair, you've worn your hair short, or not really long, for as many years I've known you. How are you feeling with the new drapes? And is it, Are you getting accustomed to it? Are you liking the feel of having you know, basically a, a head curtain at all times? I, I actually very much enjoy it. I, uh, I feel highly sexual. Uh, I feel, <laughs> uh, you know... I, I feel like I'm fully realizing the animal that I've always been. This is like a mane. I will never know that feeling. 
Uh, well, I'll become, I'll, I'll bring myself in very close proximity to you and, and drape my hair. It radiates, on. right. Yeah. I'm afraid you radiate I'm, through you. As I'm, I'm afraid you start gnawing on my hot dogs if I let you that close. You know, <laughs> I mean, obviously. Look, this will be a pleasurable thing. I, you know, the thing is, though, is the anticipation. Really. Uh, I've been surviving off that um, actually for the last 12 years. So, I mean, if, if I actually go in on those, I, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm just trying to keep myself, you know, on teetering on the ledge of ecstasy with you, if you see what I'm saying. Interesting. Yes. Just so it's, our audience knows what we're talking about, this was the picture. Oh, dear God. Juan Cancel posted. Literally. He even, he even went with the eyebrow action, like the subtle peak of the brow. Oh, my God. No, not. Oh, dear. And shirtless. <laughs> wow. Can you at least can you at least elevate the image so we can see his nipples? Were his nipples actually in the photo? <laughs> they were not. They were not. That's the full that's the full image. But well, but if you have no, seen them before, they the nipples they the are quite the, large. The nipples I, the I've seen them. It's a trademark shirtless Mike move. Yes. Yes. We spoke and, about and, Mike's nipples actually before the show. I mean, we were talking about said nipples just before we came on this this show. You know, I, I think about them often. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On that note, uh, I'd like to pay a little homage because I had to dig. Because, uh, Matt, you have made me some wonderful gifts and over time. By the way, I did ask you for something recently, didn't I? How that, how's that coming along? It's coming along quite well. I, I, need, I need to take this cheap concoction off my wrist. But, Matt, Actually, yes? No, it's coming along quite well. Okay, um, Matt. Oh, your you, your beads. Yeah, I don't like what I got. I and, and Matt Matt makes only bead bracelets, like in kid gap kid gap sizes. So none of them. Oh no, yeah, big. he doesn't make thirteen inch around yes. uh, beads. You buy a necklace from him that probably so, good on your wrist. Don't think I didn't try. It's too big. I even tried to double up a necklace, but um, <laughs> Matt Matt Matt's made me some stainless bracelets over time. I have a couple. I, I, have, I have actually a nice plethora of things I've purchased and been gifted from my friend and um, uh, rings and stuff. But one of the coolest pieces, and I, and I dawned out it today, I had to take this off because I will have to go see a chiropractor after the show from wearing this piece. <laughs> but this is a piece Look he made me when we, launched, when we launched the Big Delicious. I didn't have time to polish it. I'm sorry. It's quite, it's road miles on it. But this was the Big Delicious medallion. The chain, bro. On the back. Look at that. Wow. I, I can hear. Wow. 2013. Wow. And, 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 and this, this chain is like, like you could hurt somebody with this. Yeah, it's like a chain you put on a boat trailer. But I, I have to mark a milestone and credit to you, Abe. Five months ago, you weren't pulling that thing up off your neck. <laughs> what you say? I wouldn't got it around my head? No way. No, it's in the circumference of his cranium. Has it, it is? It has. It has absolutely. I am. Absolutely. I am officially. Let's see here. Forty-five. Okay, thirty-five. I'm officially down about eighty pounds now. Well done, sir. Yo, I got. An, I got about another seventy to go, and I'll hit home. Started back up on the meals and the training. Alex and I have. Uh, hopefully, Monday we'll start up our racquetball again. I had to stop because when I was in Vegas, I got a bad case of plantar fasciitis. I've been there. What yeah. it is, that is one painful bitch. I've been limping around yeah, one, for the last two weeks. Runners get them. When I used to run oh. a lot, I, I had gotten it once or twice. And you can't walk. No. 
and it's brutal in the morning because it, it tightens up all night while you sleep. So if you get up and you got to go to the bathroom, you can't. I, literally, I was hopping on one leg to the bathroom the other yeah. morning um, because you can't put your foot on ground. So now I got this brace that literally you put around your, your ankle and calf and it curves your foot and then it tightens. So you get your foot's like stretched all night while you sleep. And it's actually helped a lot. Huh. I always just did extra. They gave me exercises to do in the past. But it's funny. You you lost 70 pounds. I probably gained 70 pounds. I wasn't going to embarrass you on the screen, Paul. I was going to say, you don't you don't take me for much Damn. of a runner, Paul. That, that double chin is starting to come. It's starting to venture on triple soon if you don't get it back under control. I think COVID-19 I, became COVID-38 for you. It did. I, I, I used to run, Alex. Before I had children, I ran every day. I probably ran not not a lot, like like two and a half, three miles, depending on what I felt like. But yeah, I gotta gotta get back into that. It's uh, it's it's difficult. I'm working from home all the time. I'm in el- elastic pants. You know, it's it's you, you forget. I can't I can't wear. I have the, like six pairs of jeans here. I can't wear any of them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose I'm weight gonna, just to fit into them. I, you know, I, you know those guys at the carnivals that guess your weight and age. Yeah. I've always, yeah. I've always been very good at that. That was like my sec- that was my missed calling in life. But um, <laughs> I'm going to venture to say since COVID, twenty five to thirty pounds. I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I haven't weighed myself because you know what? I have a number in my head that if I get over it, it's like the oh shit moment. Like you so my whole life. So where would you range him, Abe? Where would you range Paul? I don't know, but just looking at his face and his physique, I'm, I, 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 he, I can only see him like shoulders up half the time. But yeah, you I'm, haven't seen me in person for a while. I'm gonna say just from the chin chin action I see he's got going on. If we measured it from a year ago when COVID started, it's a minimum of twenty five, possibly thirty pounds. No, I think it's thirty pounds that I've gained. I would, I would probably guess that. In so, a year. Are, we, are we talking over under two ten? I highly. I'm also five foot seven. So I'm five foot I, six. For me to be over two hundred pounds would be. I've never been over two hundred pounds. I, in my I think life. you're creeping it. I might be close, but I don't think I. I'll, I mean, I'll weigh myself. I'm not going to do it on the air. Are you going to weigh yourself? We got to know. Weigh yourself the break. Know. I'm telling you, you're creeping but, it. Yeah, fact, listen. During the break, get a glass of Sunal and, and stand on the scale. Let's see what you weigh. Yeah, I mean, you know, five six, uh, five seven is yeah. I'm I'm two hundred pounds. Are you really? And you you've lost some weight though. You could tell. You see it in your face. Yeah, I I have um I have like Evan Darnell genetics in the calves. You know what I mean? So oh yeah, kinda, and oh, yeah, you got big legs. Yeah, yeah. I have I me and Evan share genetics. I guess. So yeah, I'm I'm you know I'm two hundred. Meanwhile, the three of us are talking about this while we're while we're joined by an Adonis. No, that's, that's you know that's why well, we're just Evan Darnell could probably bench about five hundred. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's also very juicy. He has a very, very juicy. Taut, he's, he has a very taut uh, tautness to his flesh, which entices me. <laughs> it, it's really about that's what it really is. It, it's 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 when the skin is pressed tautly outward but not not in a way that's uh, you know cellulatory if you know what i'm saying now before we juicy well, before firmly we pull, juicy yeah, i'm trying to get off the firmly juicy comments oh, I'm, okay fine, fine. they're a little, starting to a little like uh, scary but before we get into boothville right oh. um i think we should tease this Oh. Um, you know, being that I'm still waiting for your end of the project, it still hasn't happened, but 
you know, we love giving our KMA listeners all the up, updates, which, by the way, you know, I didn't show this this work here, but look on the side of the ring, the, the work that, I don't know if I can get it on there. Yeah. Wow. That's how thick that oh, is. Oh, yeah, like a mill grain? Yes, look at that. It's really it's really a, a beautiful piece. But in 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 I love giving teasers on like Coop and news out on KMA Talk Radio, so all our listeners will be the first to hear it here. But the man Goofy and I are actually working on Little Big Delicious. Um, true. Ooh. To be released late this year, maybe early next year. At the rate Matt's going, it's probably gonna be early next year. Jesus, Matt. Have faith in your well, boy. Supposed to have I'm going to pull this us. off for you. I'm going to pull uh, it off for you. But yes, I will. Big what, is the, what is the theory behind Little Big Delicious? It's a smaller cigar? Smaller version of the or, Big Bad Boy. Um, okay. The Big Delicious was actually really one of my – I mean, they were all my favorite. I can't lie. I, mean, I, I worked hand in hand, and I basically – me and my team selected the blend to pick. But it was one of the funnest ones. It was the yeah, only micro blend that we did that had its own cartoon strip that we made and had some amazing art done and both my image and Matt's image was on a cool, probably one of the coolest bands I've seen in the industry. So, um, it's a great party too. And and just so you know, we talk, Matt and I have talked about doing little big delicious since the birth of our kids. Yeah. So, you know, my son is now six. How old is yours? Five. So we, this is something we've been talking about for five years, literally. Because when we both had guns, we thought it'd be awesome. Hey, let's do Little Big Delicious in honor of our boys. And we never got around to it. We we kept bouncing on it from time to time, and then we get preoccupied. But uh, Matt graced us with our presence a few months ago, and we sat down. We said, we're going to put it on the calendar this year. And so it is in motion. Uh, Little Big Delicious is uh, in the process of being uh, worked on and made. So those Big Delicious fans, uh, you have something to look forward to. Yeah, that is cool. I I would be I would be excited to try it only because I don't think I've seen the Big Delicious uh, cigar before because you've had them there and I think you may have them in your vintage room, Abe. I think you have a couple packs of them in there, possibly. Is that maybe that's where I saw them? I think they're gone. I've never smoked one. My only request is if if you're doing that, can we throw another party? Because that was an epic party, as I remember. We you were there to be appropriate. I was there as a consumer. consumer. That was an epic party. That was back when we had Davidoff money. It was not too bad. (laughs) 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 The Jackie Browns and the Superfly Girls. Yeah. 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 That was fun. Wow. That was actually our first big event in this location. You're right. It was. You had grand opening and then it was that. It was our first big event. The next cigar, so I'm, I'm I'm excited to be working on that with my brother. Uh, As am I. That should be fun. And now, now everybody, prepare yourselves, put your seatbelts on. We'll be taking a ride to Boothville. Yes. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> yes. Oh, should I just start? Is that well? You know what? Let's show? see. Let's see if we can recreate magic, right? So we were we were we were discussing something. We were discussing when everyone had just abandoned us, and it was just you and I in a moment. We're and, talking uh, about my entree into the business or yes. my yes. let's start there situation. let's let's okay. start there we'll go to your right. your yes sexuality I, I mean look okay. i mean one is no better or worse than the other but let's let's, no, let's no, start no. i mean i beginning. was i was just commenting you know i was i was being uh, transparent open and honest about uh you know my physical state this morning uh, you know i am 
you know, essentially violently hungover. I have damaged myself. Uh, and, and then I started to think, I started to think about, you know, this is something that I do, you know, um, before I have something to do, it's almost like a, a challenge to, to operate under damaged conditions. It's, it's to operate under fire really, you know, um, and perform. Right. And then I start to trip down memory lane. Right. And I, and I mentioned, you know, I remember vividly, you know, I, I was very fortunate the way I, the way I spun my little web as I was entering this entry, I, I was afforded, um, certain position and introductions that I think a lot of people are not, uh, out of the gate. And, you know, before we had launched our cigar brand, I was flying, um, you know, to New York city, you may have heard of it to meet a gentleman by the name of Dave Savona. Now, Dave, holler at your boy, you remember. So I go meet Dave Savona. We introduce him to the fact that, you know, we're going to launch this room one one cigar. Now, just before walking in uh, to the, this very fine building in Manhattan, uh, Matt Ruth vomits. Uh, I can no longer contain myself, right? It, brutal, it brutalized. I was in the, the most violent pain you could ever imagine. Searing, searing pain. And, and I go in and I operate. And for all I know, Dave threw up before I came in his office. So, I mean, what's good, right? You know, I, and in fact, I imagine that makes sense. You also have to imagine, uh, for many people in that state, there's a there's a trigger um, to further vomiting. And mine really, uh, not so much cigars, but it, the smell of cigarette smoke specifically, it's, it's over. Like, blow a puff in my face and I, I will expel upon you quickly, right? So, of course, we're smoking cigars. I mean, full champion. I, I, I held it together masterfully. Right. Anyways, what, whatever. That was my that was my story. I think the other one is far more exciting, really. Or, uh, well, I, I I agree. I mean, you know, like I said, it could be. It's a, that could you know that can go on for days. The list. I'd never like ends. to know if Dave threw up though. I think that's really what I take my takeaway from that is Dave. Did you also vomit? Or maybe after we met. I mean, you know, maybe there was a reaction. I don't know. Um, I just think there was a lot of things going on that morning. Um, do you want me to trundle down the Hershey Highway of Destruction here? Is this I what think you want we, me to do? I, I say we go until until Abe pulls us off the road. Okay, oh, that's wow. quite fine. I, I will dance appropriately as the cigar monkey that I am. So here's the deal. I have made it this far by weaponizing my sexual energy to market my branded business effort in this industry. And I address many people frontally with it, undress them really, you know, and, and it's a, and it's a tactic that I think generates, uh, you know, a feeling of, uh, you know, closeness, you feel closer to people. They feel dangerous because you're, you, you know, the dudes flirting like, Hey, nice tie, whatever you're talking about, you know? And uh, it, 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 Ronnie Hishihashi is also- You're not the only victim. one, Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with He's you. He's a victim here. of my sexual prowess uh, also. But here's the right. deal. We should have put a disclaimer for this show. <laughs> yeah. Which one? I mean, there, there are several. That, NC-17. You know, right? NC-17, we are not responsible for the path it takes. A bunch of them. We should have a disclaimer. I, I got you. I got you. So, you know, I mean, and this is what I do. So- 
you know, turning, you know, uh, like I said, my uh, my pheromone game, uh, you know, the tip of, of my marketing sphere, as it were, if you would, if we could, it, it's it's done me it's done me well. And I think that if other people did it, you, oh dear, it, look, <laughs> I I will not be silenced. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, you could mute me, I guess. So look, here's the deal. This is done. I've done very well with this. I have. But recently, okay, I I have come face to face. Now, look, I, I, I like to say that, you know, I own the meat game in this business. Not like our boy, uh, Evan, you know, big juicy Darnell, but like in, in another sense, right? Another, another style. Another me, so, yes. uh, another style, if you will. So, oh, oh, and, and I'm, and I see I, where you're going with this. Where the fuck am I going, Paul? Why don't you tell me where I'm going? Where am I going? Exactly. Because I have no going? idea where you're going. I don't know where I'm. I don't even know where I'm going. What? Do you? Okay. <laughs> so here's the deal. Recently, I'm not going to say this is a backfire, but I'm. I'm having to reconcile the fact that, I mean, you know, look, I, I step out the door, uh, you know, to go, uh, you know, maliciously promote myself uh, shamelessly, our branded business efforts, you know, and, 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 you know, my beautiful, beautiful wife, Pterodactyl Boo, you know, many times, uh, you know, she has, she has mentioned that her friends and her have had these conversations where, you know, they're like, hey, you know, aren't you a little concerned? He's on the road, he's out. You, you don't know what he's doing. You know, you can't, you can't put a leash on a rattlesnake. You, you know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, you know, a very virile man like myself, you know, that, you know, you get it. But she has nothing to worry about because I'm fully content. I, However. I have, I have to address uh, the elephant in the room because I, I, I don't know if I'm interrupting a story or not right now. I'm, so I, I'm like halfway <laughs> there. I, I, I don't know. I didn't know where we're at in the story, but I have to. I'm about halfway. Develop, the, the, the elephant in the room. Is, is is that a painting behind you with your head on it? Oh, this is a rendition of the traditional, uh, you know, Aztec warrior and, and lady uh, portrait. Uh, with but your it's head? Myself. Yes, but it's also is, myself. Is that you and Robert Caldwell? Yeah, it's my uh, me and, uh, and my dear friend Robert Caldwell. And this is a fun. Uh, if you can't make that out, Siphon in his lap, a magnificent press on on Robert there. And this is this is not up there for the show. This is just hanging in your house normally. No, it's my this is my dining room. And you know the interesting thing about this <laughs> is that is that I hung this proudly in my dining room. We have many fine pieces of of art, visual stimulus in my home. And when people come over, they they check it out, and I show them stuff. And without fail especially my family members and people close to me, they come through that and go, oh, this is, and they see this one and it does not exist. They, they walk past it as if they're strategically ignoring it. And, and you know why? Because they don't want the conversation. They don't dare. <laughs> because they know that I'm going to talk about that and they don't even want to hear what's going to come out of my mouth. They're just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to engage this. I'm not going to do it. You know, and, it, and it's every fucking time, man. It's amazing. So, yes. Anyways, 
you weren't interrupting. It was it was a, a nice intermission. Paul, where was I? Oh yeah, sexual energy. So here's yes. the deal. Recently, I'm not going to say this has backfired on me because many, many a dude want me, right? And this is what I was getting to with the pterodactyl boot comment. She tells she tells her friends all the time. They're like, aren't you concerned? He's out there philandering about. And she's like, I never in my life thought I would have to be concerned about dudes. But these cats really want him it, to a certain degree. Now, recently, I was in a position where I realized, okay, and, and the name shall remain, you know, out of the script for their own privacy. But I realized that, you know, this cat actually wants to fuck me. Like, for real. And now I'm... <laughs> you may have given him the wrong idea. I may No, I gave him the right, right idea. I gave him the right idea, uh, but the reaction was not exactly what I was cooking up there. You know, it was... So now the tables have turned, you know, essentially. <laughs> Touché. All right, that, that's it. I, I'm done. Sorry, Big Delicious. I mean, you no, had no. me on your show. I, no I, apologies I necessary. No apologies. Yeah, you know, that's a great that is a great painting. But I'm I'm now envisioning in my head a a a Matt Booth rendering of Vigo the Carpathian. But Matt oh, Booth, yes, Matt. Would you hang it in your dining room? I'm absolutely. I would hang it in my dining room proudly. Well, I, let's I just, get it I, done. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. And this is the you know this has been airbrushed onto the hood and trunk of, of many. Uh, uh, 64 Impala over That's the years. You understand what I'm saying? This is a very iconic image. But I thought, you know, let's spruce it up a little bit. Let's get this really, you know, romantic. As it should be. That's all I got, you know. Um, so anyways, do we want to talk about some cigars or is this like... Uh, I'm well, we got cigars, pizza. we got uh, gin, we got new products, we got a lot of stuff on the plate. Oh my Play God! So I'm just running my hot holster incessantly while we wait to talk about other things. Oh, every, everybody needs a good acid trip on a Saturday morning. You know, uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't really argue that. I got to be honest with you. I mean, if you're going to go for it, go psychedelic. But but beware. These are the thinking person's uh, drugs. Uh, don't let a dumb person do acid because they'll become terrified and violent. There you so have just it. A heads up. Now you, you know. Yeah. Writing a, the, yeah, the, I'm making a mental note, a note here. The thinking man's drug. That's what it is. Hmm? I mean, allegedly, at least from what I can put together. Ooh, so we well, may have... Somebody asked and wants to know how, where the Room 101 name come from. Oh, nobody, oh, nobody knows that? Yeah, Mateo, you know, he's new, he's getting yeah. into it. So we'll ask for him. From the beautiful story, 1984. Yes. A little intimate detail uh, from George Orwell's 1984. And I happen to favor that story, uh, and it really it continues to resonate to this day. Probably will to the end of time because it's you know it's about you know um, people trying to stamp out um, you know individuality freedom of expression, freedom of free thought, you know, all of these things, right? And, the, and these are things that we must hold on to 
like a vice like with a vice like death grip, similarly to the way that I hold on to the back of Big Delicious's neck. You know what's funny, Matt? Huh? Now I'm gonna get real on Matt a little bit. Let's see how he handles it, right? From someone who's ex-military. Yes. Right. Yes. Those are kind of things that, on some level, embody what the military actually needs from its soldiers. So, how do you come from this, you know, way of life where there kind of really isn't, you know, there's no individuals, it's all whole, and, you know, and, and you've got to follow orders no matter what, and they're not worried about your personal opinions, it's what's good for the country and whatnot, to this ideology is completely the other way that you have. Uh, truth time? Yeah. Uh, your boy may uh, have not seen eye to eye with the organization. Or maybe they didn't see eye to eye with me all the time. However, I will say this. It, when the real work occurred, the job got done without question. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, uh, the, the, you, you can't chain, you can't, uh, you know, you can't chain the 17 voices that are speaking simultaneously in my mind. Wow. You know, it's not going to happen, Captain. How many years did you serve? Four. In the infantry, actually. Thank you very much for your service, my oh, friend. Man, thank yeah, you. Seriously, I that, appreciate that. That's amazing. It's all good, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. But it's all good. It's part. It's it, was a it was a chapter in the Booth biography. 100%. 100%. And, and you know, man, I mean, I firmly believe, had I not taken that, that path, you know, you and I probably would have never met. And that would have been the greatest loss uh, of all. Maybe not for you. You would have been, like, relieved. But me, I, it's a, it would have been a tremendous loss for me. Did, did I ever tell you who first told me about you? No. Really? Was it Sal? Yep. We shared a mutual Sal friend. Fontana, which That's is one of my mentors, anybody who watches his shows knows, yeah. was was extremely enamored with you um, because when you first launched your Room 101 line, you did it with Camacho Cigars at the time. That's that true. Was pre, that was pre-Davidoff. That's true. And I, I can't remember the story of how you met Christian and got into making cigars. Because at that time, you were making pretty much jewelry. Blue and um, Sal was enamored with you. He said, Abe, you got to meet this kid. This guy's amazing. And da da da. And, and, and that's what actually led it to us meeting. Is, is Sal. Yeah, Sal was very enamored. He said, this is a young man. And he's really, um, you know, he, he's something else. He's very bright. And uh he does his jewelry and he's wow. working with us, making a cigar. And he goes, you got to meet this guy. And oh, that's my God. what eventually led to our meeting. I mean, that literally gave me goosebumps, man. I, I love Sal. I, he was a, a legend. And for me to have the opportunity to work next to him um, is, you know, I mean, dude, this, this industry, my activity in this industry has afforded me so many treasures, right? And, and honestly... I've been through so much fucking weird shit in my life. And, and in the weirdest of weird moments, you typically tend to bond with each other, whoever you're around, right? And even beyond that, um, I mean, this business has afforded me some of the best friendships of my life, uh, you know, and, and, and some of the greatest experiences um, of my life. And, and he was, you know, a chapter or two in that book, in the beginning of that book. He used to call me Dracula. Because I used to dye my hair black, right? Like, hey, Dracula. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. the key to this business is consistency, kid. Either be consistently good or consistently bad, but be consistent. And that you know, was the funny salism. thing that was a salism. I was in the car 
no bullshit, with Tom Lazuka, another legend, the the white rhino of this industry, and we were somewhere in Detroit Way, right? Of course, and we're on the freeway, and he's screaming at someone, cutting him off, and then it hits me. I'm like, wait a second. That's what he meant by that. I mean, I mean, dude, lessons that he taught me hit me. I mean, years later, I was like, oh my God, that's what the fuck he meant by that? You know what I mean? Like it just, <laughs> boom, like a freight train. And, and it never got out of my head, man. That dude, uh, I, you know, it, it, we could, the rest of the show could just be talking about him, you know? It can't be. And I just, I, I, I think if I was going to sum it up, like, I feel nothing but gratitude and, um, it was a great fortune that I was able to cross his path in his lifetime, hundred yeah, percent. As too. it is with you, my dear friend, Big Delicious. Me too. You are All one right. of my national treasures. Uh, Boofy. So listen, we got to take. Which, by the way, you gave me that name, Big Delicious. I, I think someone else tried to take claim for it, but I, I know for a fact you gave me that name. So. Well, I mean, we brand it. It's it's official. Yes. So. Um, we're going to take a short break. After the break, we're going to have a quick segment, uh, a new segment of a featured spotlight, a new cigar. And then we're going to have more with Boof in Boofville and see what's going on in the world of cigars and gin and try to get back to some kind of normal terrestrial plane here on the show. Stick with us. Keep it lit. Well, Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Currently available at your favorite cigar store, the Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua is another fantastic collaboration between AJ Fernandez and Rafael Nadal. Landing a number one cigar of the year of 2020 by Cigar and Spirits magazine, the Reserva Real Nicaragua is handcrafted at Tabacalera AJ Fernandez. This Nicaraguan Piro is a medium to full body cigar that is packed to the brim with flavor notes of leather, coffee, and red pepper, which pairs nicely with a spiced rum. Available in four sizes, Romeo y Julieta returned to prestigious form with the Reserva Real Nicaragua that should be enjoyed by all. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Being a dad's not easy. Gotta enjoy the little things. Ever hear of a sippy cup? Yeah, that's not apple juice. That's Sunal, Bonner Private Wines. You know, our friends over at Bonner Private Wines have a really, really great deal for KMA listeners right now. All you have to do is go to kmawines.com, check it out, and we will give you a discount on shipping and a discount on the three bottle package. In that package is Sunan. It's a wine from 8,950 feet in the air. It's one of the hardest vineyards to get wine from. The vines are under stress, the wine is delicious, and it'll get you through days like these. When you have lots of things to do, and it feels like it will never end. So go to kmawines.com, and uh, join the rest of us dads while we get our kids prepared for the day and just need that little extra kick. It's a Saturday. It's, it's okay if we do day drinking. We're dads. We enjoy it. We're allowed to have some fun. Here you go, buddy. You have yours. I have mine. 
Cheers. KMA Wines. Well, that's for daddy. KMAWines.com. Check it out. Ah, uh, lovely repeat, Meyer Man Paul. For a guy who's at home for the last year, it's <laughs> how little you get done. I was kind of disappointed. I'm, 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 I'm working. <laughs> Whatever. You know, and, and I got a question. Why, why was there a Bloom 101 ad at the end of the Altus commercial? Well, that's what we've been doing with the uh, with the spotlight feature. We'll show we, it. We, no, we show it during the spotlight feature, not during someone else's commercial. You, I tell you, dude. I was, I, what, what, what? I, I very much that's, enjoy that's the we, fact that it was what, during their advertising. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you did. Yes. But no, we show that during the spotlight feature, man. Well, I suppose well, we're going to have to did, show it again. That's what we did last week. As a pre- we, we will show it again. This week. You know, yeah. the interesting thing about that there. segment is like when it pans in, I mean, it really looks like Paul was like wrenching down on his hog. I mean, did you guys get that? And then you realize it's the leg of a child and you're like, Jesus Christ, man, what am I doing in my life that I would think this? And, and then he, and then obviously <laughs> he was muted for me, uh, but I can see that he's talking. And then of course I lost all interest. But I mean, in the beginning it was, it was riveting. You see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Oh dear God! Again, I I will not stand for this. Delicious. Oh, I got to give a shout out. You have a long, long, t- many long time listeners and fans, as you rightfully should, my dear friend. But one of them uh, outed himself that he was listening right now, uh, and he's a long time dear friend. Although he will not be photographed in public with me due to certain business affiliations. But uh, Joe Holtman, the cigar industry legend, uh, is watching right now. And I wanted to give him a shout out because daddy still loves you. Okay. Miss you. Okay. Mm. Mm. Uh, that being said, that being said, oh. let's go okay. to our yeah, yeah. Spotlight feature segment that Paul already like ruined. Um, and this just so happens this week, the spotlight feature is our current host. So let's run it. All right, so it just so happens not our host, but is our guest this week. The spotlight feature this week is the brand new payback in Connecticut. So tell us about the cigar match. This is a segment that we do to spotlight new cigars out on the market. It's sponsored mm-hmm. by Smoke Cigars. And um, let's uh, let's talk about what uh, what this new cigar is. So it, it's, you know, we're revisiting uh, one of the Clydesdales in our cigar stable. And this is a proper value premium offering from Room 101 Cigars, uh, made proudly with the kids at Hoya um, in Esteli. Uh, you've got a beautiful Ecuador, Connecticut wrapper with a binder from Mexico and filler tobaccos from Nicaragua. It's spicy, nicey, creamy, sultry. It's, I mean, it's right and it's at a price point that, uh, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a cigar that's posture on the shelf is one that you cannot refuse. It's delightful. What's the price point on it, Matt? Uh, you know, right Wait, around six dollars. Six dollars, and it comes in one vitola. No, three. Oh, thank three. you for asking. Thank you for asking. I'm here for uh, you. It current. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it comes in a robusto, uh, if you are, are familiar, 
Uh, also a Toro and a 60 by 6 for you people that want to put a hog leg in your mouth. Knock yourself out. Yeah, there you go. Now, I do have to say I'm not a Connecticut fan, but this is actually a tasty Connecticut. It's not It's not too bad, right? Yeah, it's not the typical bitterness I get off of Connecticut, and it's actually got good flavor. So um, as a a KMA special to all our fans out there, um, now you can show the ad, Paul. Ah, okay. Ding-dong-dong. Uh, yeah, uh, you can take an additional 15% off this weekend only as a KMA special at smokein.com. Uh, if you want to try this new cigar out from Matt by Matt Booth, the Payback Connecticut, just head over to smokein.com and that code will get you additional 15% off this product through Sunday only. And there you have it. Room 102. Use code ROOM15. ROOM15 is the code. Now, maybe next week you'll get it right the the beauty of this is that we've we've been able to work with so many fantastic factories, man. I mean, we're literally making the best products that we've ever had came on in this business right now. Boyd in Nicaragua, Hatsa, and and my kinfolk at William Ventura, who make the the most erotic of sweet sauces. Artists. Now, now, speaking of sweet sauces, did I read somewhere or hear somewhere that you have a uh, uh, a, you announced the TPE that you got a new line coming out, Delta Eight Cannabis. Oh shit! Who have you been talking to? People. Oh my! You God, you let it slip in one of your interviews. Did I? <laughs> you did. Matt Booth is working on many things. You know, it's I I you know very much love spaceballs and specifically yogurt as a merchandiser. <laughs> And I, you know, it's room 101, the toilet paper. I mean, we're going to get there. Yogurt, baby, I'm coming for you, okay? But the Delta 8 uh, <clears throat> wellness product, as the kids like to call it now, which I think is a phenomenal uh, moniker, <laughs> a phenomenal flag to fly there, um, is going to see the light of day this year. And it's, you what, know, again, what is it? So basically, it's a, a, a product that will help you uh, relax your mind. And, and set your soul ablaze with with uh, ecstasy. Is it a CBD, is it a CBD product? Is it a THC? I don't product? I don't think it's a CBD product, my friend. No, it's, it's not. some CBD. <laughs> it, 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 it it's, sound like uh, it now. I mean, look, man. It's uh, well, no. I mean, it's it, you must emancipate your palate with these different products that you incinerate and put ablaze into your pie shooter. So far, it sounds like he's been pretty good at dodging my question. It's it's some look. It's so many words, but yet nothing said. Do you right? not know with whom you speak? I I, just, I know very well. <laughs> it look, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a phenomenal addition to our lineup, and uh, I look I look forward to actually enchanting you with this product myself. So there we go. We found out very little about it. It's going to be <laughs> just something it, other it than really else. Oh, it's going to happen. When do you see this hit? Is this is, is this a long term, far away project, or will this be hitting stores soon? Uh, it'll it'll happen this year. It, it'll it'll be realized oh, wow. in market this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, they say uh, you know what do they say? You can make your plans and and. Uh, you know, fill up your calendar, and then you can literally have a goat shit in your other mitten and see which fills up first. Is that saying? That's a saying, right? Is that correct? It could be. If it's not, you just made it one. 
So, you know, you make plans and the universe laughs at you, right? So we'll see what happens. But, you know, the plan is that this will be fully realized um, in market this year. Mm-hmm. And thanks for asking. Well, hey, that's what we do. We, we, we like to be somewhat journalists. You're listening to people, yeah. the things that you're doing. This is responsible journalism. You are the media. I like it. Unlike some of you other fucks. Oh, sorry. Not sorry. You know who you are. Get at me. So now now we've talked about two future projects, right? Delta Mm. 8, Little Big Delicious. Anything Mm. else you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, look, man. The reality is is that this needs to be known, is that the rebirth of Namakubi will occur this year. Someone was just asking that in our thing. Yeah. The rebirth of Namakubi is real. And uh, this actually, you know, uh, if I may actually be serious for a moment, and I'm more so challenging myself than asking, is, is, that, is that Namakubi has a very special place in my, in my heart because this was, uh, you know, our third, dare I say, professional release. I mean, I don't want to throw that word around too, too uh, loosely, but... You know, it was our th- our third professional release, but I always say it was a good cigar. And and there were a lot of things going on then uh, at that time. I was, you know, achieving stability on my sea legs at a factory level. Um, you know, we were, the road was at that point really hit, beginning to hit the road for us as a brand in, in the U.S. market. And Namakubi was, you know, basically the pin being pulled from the grenade. And... Uh, uh, now we get to relaunch it and hopefully rekindle some nostalgia, um, and give our, give our most devout soldiers something to, uh, you know, pleasurably shove in their mouth. Now, when, where, or where, other, will where will that cigar be made now? Uh, we're going to make the first edition, uh, a limited, uh, hyper limited drop with some very, very, uh, special, uh, charitable elements tethered to it, uh, with William Ventura. Oh, okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I think that that's appropriate. You know, based on what they've what they've done for me, what we've been able to accomplish together in terms of of our product lineup that we make with them, I, I think it's appropriate. So we're going to make it with them. Where did so the name? So I, you know, I I am a, I'm a study or a a student of of Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took Japanese for uh, for two years when I was in college. I didn't know that. Um, mm-hmm. Alex, so Namakubi, are you not constantly surprised by all this shit that Paul's like specializes in and does that we've never seen a glimpse of in the four years we've known him. I've never ta- I've never talked about taking Japanese for they're, four they're semesters all, here. They're they're all formerly too. I was right. I never he looks in the shadows. Formerly a runner. Never a glimpse. A... Do, what do I have to do? Prove to you? I have. I, I guarantee you, I have some of my. Uh, I know you do. I know you. Go ahead. Finish. Finish. Uh, uh, Sensei-san, whatever they call it. So, aligato uh, yeah. uh, The namakubi is like a severed head, right? Like a is it? It's traditionally a tattoo of a severed head, like the warrior. Well, I mean, explain where the name came I mean, from for you. Uh, Namakubi is uh, a bit of lore that came long before it was popularized um, uh, by tattoo culture. Because it looks mean, okay. you know, and crazy. There's actually a, a legendary uh, tattooer in Japan named Horyoshi III, uh, and he has an is entire he series. He does not make swords. He makes okay. tattoos. 
Not related to that. Does he make tattoos the the old he does, way? He does, and and with machine, um, he he adorns the bodies of many um, gentlemen of business uh, from that gradation, and 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 uh, afar, uh, and he has an entire series of namakubi that he's painted, um, uh, that are all of his wife's head. Uh, but oh the God. blood is actually his blood. I stopped asking questions. There have been several moments when I've been around him that I've just stopped asking. I've, I'm, I'm not going any further here. I, just wow. out of you know sheer respect and terror, uh, which are simultaneously almost the same thing in many cases. But I will tell you uh, that Namakubi, for me, the concept of Namakubi, which Paul, uh, my little fuzzy wuzzy there, uh actually that's my pet name for justin andrews i was just captivated by your by your beard for a second here um is that the the literal translation means wet neck okay and you know namakubi i was introduced to the concept of namakubi by my stepfather who uh, for all intents and purposes is an, a very old japanese man uh trapped in the body of a white guy from new jersey from east orange way rather. uh <laughs> Interesting story, um, you know, and he has many books that he brought back from when he lived in Japan. And one of them uh, was about, you know, samurai culture uh, and actually had little uh, drawings, sketches of how they would present the heads of their bested uh, enemies to the heads of their, their clan, right? As, a, as an offering, right? How to label the head correctly. Uh, you know, you ever been uh, about, uh, you know, a Japanese restaurant, you see the, the beautiful fake food in the window? Do we know what we're talking about? Like all the little sushi dishes? It's very similar. Absolutely, yeah. Just like I, you got got, dog, you know? And, and so, and this was, uh, you know, so this was in my mind from, you know, from, uh, you know, maybe 10, 12 years old. And actually this has something to very much do with you, Big Delicious, is I was fatefully one afternoon at your Great Smoke event, Evolution, in the state of Florida, early on in my time in the business, and I w came face to face with a gentleman who I love and adore, and at the time was becoming friends with one Mario Takayama. We know Mario, do we remember? Mario, Mario? was a blogger, with one of those bloggers early on. Uh, what was That's it? correct. It was, well, first it was, uh, I believe, Cigar Adventure? I don't know. It there was, was like 14 guys, Mario, Mario was, Mario was, because, um, you know, I, I, I've been working with these media guys literally from day one. Mario was one of the first guys, first. you know, early on in the day, but yeah. I, I don't think he's no longer doing no, any social media. No, he went back to Japan. He moved back to okay. Japan and took a, an executive job there. Like he left an executive position in Japan and and moved to Columbus, Ohio to pursue his truest of true passions, uh, finding uh, you know his way into the premium cigar business. And I remember asking him, I was like, yo, Mario, why would you go to Ohio, bro? And he said- <laughs> Literally. Because Christopher Columbus discovered tobacco in the Americas in 1492. And so I went to Columbus, Ohio. Oh, and wow. that is a, a very, very Japanese way. I was like, this makes complete sense to me. 
like 100%. It's just, it's, it's the, how the, how the, the brain works, you know, it's just, it's their way, man, all day. And I was like, that's amazing. And then he found his way into our industry and, and, uh, I, you know, to this day, uh, you know, am very friendly with him, but I remember being at your events and we were, and I was, I had already created, um, the branding for Namakubi and, you know, I wanted to port some of that, that Japanese vibe, um, from our jewelry collection into our cigar collection. And, but I wasn't going to do like the, the Buddha cigar or something, you know, it wasn't going to be like this. It had uh, contrived nonsense. It was going to be something of core significance. Right. And I knew that Namakubi resonate and, uh, or at least I felt it would. So I come face to face with Mario Takayama and he's asking me what's going on. I said, Mario, I will release a new cigar this year. And he said, what will it be called? And I said, Mario, it will be called Namakubi. And he, his reaction was exactly what I was looking for. He said, oh, just like that. And I was like, <laughs> fucking right. That's right, Namakubi. It was the exact reaction that I wanted from him. And so we made Namakubi. Wow. You know, because it's something that that you know, as I as it's been explained to me by by uh, people when I was visiting Japan, they told me they said we we can tell this was made by an outsider, right? Uh, but it's made by an outsider that has a genuine interest uh, and respect for essentially core components of our culture, and I think that that's a tremendous compliment, and it's and it's valid. So uh, I think that that shows through. At least that, that means everything in Japanese culture too. the, the respect aspect of it, you know, that, that is, that's, I'm a, that's huge a huge fan compliment from them. I'm, I'm a huge fan of everything they're serving up over there. I always have been, um, going over there in the service initially, um, you know, uh, and just, uh, falling in love with it and never, and never looking back. It changed, no. changed my life. While we're still on cigars, before we get into Jan and our uh, yes, the spin segment and Delta Eight and Joe Holtman, I need to ask you a question <laughs> um, about uh, one of our things about the Room One Hundred and One BDE. Oh, the BDE. Yes, yeah, what is BDE? BDE? Well, it's Big Dick Energy, though. You know, obviously, and, and uh, you know, I I intend, I have proposed. Uh, to a uh, dear friend of mine, um, Lars Titans, uh, because I'm I'm a huge fan of his of the SCP. I don't know if we know this uh, Stone Cold Pimpin from from years ago. Uh, I always liked the name of that cigar because I thought it was beautifully ridiculous in so many ways, and you know he shortened it, um, you know, uh, and initialized it. Paul, is that even a thing? Initialized it. Me and that, right. There you go. So I said, you know, we should do, we should run a collaboration called the BDE. Obviously, in in honor of several of my dear friends in the business, one Abe Froman from from uh, uh, Phoenix, and uh, some other cats, Matt Freese and all that. A lot of people are thrown around that BDE, man, and it's potent, you know. So I think we need to, you know, capture that energy. The sausage uh, king of Illinois. He's the Lancero king of Phoenix. There's something. Is that, that H-Town? Oh, no, no. He's he's the lens. Uh, well, that's my, my 
one of my greatest friends, Jorge from Stogies. He is the Lancero King of, of Houston, rather. Which, by the way, brings me to another point that I think is is less than addressed is, okay, is there anyone from Houston actually watching this right now? Because if you are, what in the holy fuck is going on with those fucking wheels? You know what I'm talking about. The faux faux. Have we seen these things? The wires that come like cones out of the side of the... Have we seen this? I have no idea what he's talking about. Uh, I am so talking about on the cars with the with the with the poles I, I, coming out of the, the car. Uh, yeah, I've been with them Bro, more than most, but you lost me now. This is the most horrid thing I think I've ever seen done to a vehicle other than the creation of the Pontiac Aztec. In what, fact, you should take it? those wheels and put them on a Pontiac Aztec and then drive the shit off a cliff is what you should do. What are these wheels? Fofos, I'll man. show you. I, only I'm, I'm downloading Houston one. It's the only place that they run these things on their cars. Thank God it's been contained. Yeah. I've seen Thank it. God it's been contained. It's like a virus. I mean, it's, I mean, fellas, seriously. Like, I'm from Los Angeles. We run proper Dayton wires on vehicles as it should be done. Okay, if you're going to do a wire wheel or, a, you know, a Chinese knockoff of the Dayton. Oh, God. Oh, dear God. That's it. That's it. Oh, they're, that's, they're like they're like ancient Egyptian chariots. That, 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 that's for knocking the legs off your foes. <laughs> what you know is what? that? Right. It's you, a, it's you know a chariot, what? and that will, it's a chariot but, thing, bro. So you 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 charge into the in, the infantry, and that'll cut the legs off of your foes. I have no problem with that. Yeah, you know what, man? You just totally changed my life. These are chariot. warriors. They're, yeah, they're warriors, warriors, bro. It's, it's I, like I, I, her. I take, I, I re, delete what I just said. You guys yeah, are good in my book. Don't yeah, let the shit get out of Houston. It's a Ben-Hur chariot wheel. It's exactly what yeah. it is. Uh, let's continue to keep that contained, uh, you know, as a regional uh, style, but they're warriors. Let's let's just go for that. Okay. I'll meet you there. All right. Before we get into some gin, let's uh, take a moment for our AVO sponsorship and uh, pose Matt Booth with the weekly question from Eddie Guerra. As the record turns. Matt, I have a question posed for you from Eddie Guerra. Now, I have to say this is probably the perfect question for you because it uses the word unconventional. So, what is something that you enjoy pairing cigars with but is unconventional? Having my dick sucked from the back. No? <laughs> is that too much? I want to give a shout out to Eddie Guerra because he is, I happen to very much favorite him. Oh, I, I, you know, this ain't Twitter, bro. You can't silence me. This is the free media. Can you not imagine having a very pleasant Avo cigar offered to you by gentleman of leisure himself, Eddie Guerra, and then just getting it taken down from the backside? I mean, can you not see how that could be pleasant? Should I answer in a different way? <laughs> 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 
Should I give a different answer? <laughs> Wait, what was the question again? What was the question? Ask me one more time. I'll, I'll do something uh, better. Paul, you're muted, and I, I mean. What is something I, that you pair with I, cigars I don't that even... you considered unconventional is the question. <laughs> Were you cut it? Did you? Were you just like forget it? It's over. Like it's done. I mean, why even? Why? I mean, I'm. I'm. Just let's that. There's. You know. That's just the leave it there. I mean, yeah, I, leave I, it I, there. Yeah, why? Why water it down? Why water right. it down? <laughs> have I? I'm so sorry. Have I done bad? No, have I done wrong? Up. Delicious. I no no. I bro. don't want to disappoint you. I, no, I want to provide. Never. I want to provide an honest experience. Uh, for you, uh, your crew, uh, and your viewers. Yep. Uh, yep. That's right, Marshall. I don't even know how to segue this into the next another part of the show. Just uh, yeah, visual yeah. for a second, though. <laughs> Beautiful Avo limited edition. Right. Just think about. It. Just picture it. Let it sear into the soft matter. This could be a good mind. time to bring coupon. <laughs> I mean, we I agree. I should become. Highly Don't. flirtatious with Coop. Yeah, let's bring Coop on. All right, let's bring. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. So Coop today joins us from a, 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 a different location. Coop is uh, actually in Christian Aroa's office in Miami, right, Coop? Uh, Justo Aroa's office. Oh, I'm sorry, Justo Aroa's yep. office. <laughs> yep. Yes, I am, and uh, well, I'm. You mean he knows? He knows there's a KMA episode going on right now, and he's still been texting me all morning. Who? Justo. <laughs> he's been texting me all morning. I haven't been able to respond because I'm doing the show. Yeah. But, uh, tell him I will it, it, respond. He said it will respond to you. <laughs> Look at yeah, look at he's how he's it. Yeah, oh, he knew it. Coop's very he's just like filleting right that hog out there for the world. Look at him. <laughs> Good God. I mean, That's you early. know Coop throws the dick like a savage, man. I mean, you know, that. you can tell just from the way. It's, I mean, the dude's got swag. Oh, that had to be that had to be the uh off that had to be the the Avo question just took a whole new uh meaning. Avo <laughs> you, question. Have you must have not heard what he said about you in the last fifteen seconds. I must have like I'm yeah. afraid to know. No, no, he's trying to talk it out of having happened. He's trying he's been to talk yeah, about of, your dick swagger for the last yeah. ten seconds, Coop. I mean, if you want to talk about the <laughs> physical embodiment of BDE, I mean you're looking at it. Look at that. Good God, look at that specimen. The show has officially gone off the rails. I mean, he puts his hand. Are you surprised? That throws it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can see him just. The fact that I thought bringing coupon would tone it down, and it had the exact opposite effect. is a bad sign, right? You know, Coop is an active age. I mean, he activates me. You know, I can't help myself. No, no. Have Have you heard Matt of the impersonator of you that's going around right now? You know. Oh, wait a second. I heard rumblings of this. Yeah. Go for it, Cooper. Tell me what's going so, on. So there's another Matthew who mm -hmm. I can I tell you if I hear his voice, he's spot on for you. And that's Matthew Tobacco. That ain't his government name. No, no, it's his real name. Actually <laughs> He Matt, he does a spot on I I thought it was I mean, if he had longer hair, I would think it was you. All right. 
I'm going to send him the link, Paul. I, I got to see this now. I told I, Paul, I'm, yeah. I'm marginally interested. Do you, do you need it, Abe, or you have I'm, it? I'm actually very interested. Uh, can you message me the link so I can just put it in Messenger? Yeah, I'll do it right now. Yep. Oh, man. Coop, you want to like... Uh... Coop, Coop mentioned this to me. We, we spoke about it briefly. But uh, the fact that... Uh, and it is his real name, right, Abe? It's not... Uh, Matt's name is not spelled the same it's as... spelled with an A. No, that's his real name. He's, it's his real name. It's his real name. Yeah, it's T-A-B instead of T-O-B. Yeah. No, it was a uh... Coop. How am I doing oh, on the show? You may have to... I've been very nervous. I, I, as you know, I, I don't do well uh, speaking in front of audiences sometimes. Yes, no, Coop is fine. my you're Delta Eight, which is a fantastic product. You will see realized in market before the end of the year. Delta Eight was the story of TPE outside of cigars. Delta Eight was the big story. Well, maybe you could tell us something about it because Matt Booth should. Yeah, because. We don't know it, what it, it is. Is it, is it THC? Nobody knows. Like, nobody it's a THC cares. derivative from what I understand. It's, it's a THC it's, derivative that right now I think yeah. is because of it flow, it basically it's kind of legal now, but they know it's going to be illegal at some point. So it's, it's, it's a lot legal of these manufacturers are taking advantage of it. it, yeah, it yeah. If you wanted me but to it, But it's a derivative I, of THC. I thought the, the, you know, the power of mystery uh, would be provocative, but since we're just going to pull our zebra mini skirts up and show our Thai ladyboy wieners to the world. Uh, it's it's just it's legal weed. So mystery get it while you can't you can. be out there if you tell people about it, Matt. What's that? Mystery can't be out there if you're gonna tell people about it. Coop Coop is a journalist, man. He gets to the bottom of the stories. I like what Coop you're does free. as well. Coop is a legitimate okay. journalist yeah. and I share many things with him. I have given him many stories first, just solely out of respect for the man and the hog simultaneously yes yeah absolutely. It, it, oh go ahead yes. you were going to say something i don't want to interrupt you no i was going to say it was really good to hear about little big delicious on this show today as mm -hmm. opposed to me reading about it on one of my competitors wow was Coop, that why, don't you, why don't you come over here that was a dig no i just said <laughs> why don't you come over here and let me make you a portuguese breakfast about that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't even want to look it up in the urban dictionary what the hell a Portuguese breakfast is. Don't even want to know. Cooper, just, no, just you don't want you don't want to know. I'm sure it's anything but breakfast. I mean, you could no, eat. We're not. <clears throat> Let's not go. Cooper <laughs> don't even know how to tell the news anymore. You've stifled him. Cooper, you tried to uh, troll down a treacherous path. He tried to engage me right now, and I am. I have to let him know that I love him dearly, and he is one of, no. I mean, like you, uh, one of my longest uh, held friendships in this business, I mean, from the beginning. Look at that, Coop, I, big payback. Shove it I gotta say, no. this is really, really smoking good, and for a Connecticut, I'm extremely enjoying it, which I'm normally not a big Connecticut guy. So. My man. I wouldn't it's, have it's said it if I meant it, so it's I, actually I, a very good yeah. smoke. Honest day, man. Yeah. It's mouth, we serve a yeah. pipe delights all day long. Fitness for your tape socket, sir. I, I think we have to. I think we have to delete these comments. What? Oh, are there? Uh, are even, people I, getting uh, provocative? They can look it up themselves, gentlemen. Um, yeah. I have the. Would you like me to read the technical? No, they can look it up. No. I, no. 
No, man. It, <laughs> let, let, it, let it be a mystery. The power of mystery abounds. Why, why are we... I deleted, I deleted some of the Portuguese breakfast comments. The, the, fact, the fact that you even know what that is is mind-boggling. <laughs> I agree. I thought I knew a lot of weird things. That, that's just, you know... Well, actually, let me just put this out there. There you go. You know, that, that, there you go. You know what? I'm going to go on Coop's show because he doesn't censor me. Okay. We're not I censoring never you. We're just protecting Emma, ourselves. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's a Saturday morning show. It's family programming. Hey, how am I doing? But, but no. uh, Paul, am I doing okay? So You're far? doing wonderful. I knew that any show prep I would do would be meaningless, so he made my job real easy. <laughs> oh, as if we show prep. Yeah, exactly. That's why I wanted you on. <laughs> uh, but, you know, okay, Abe, here's the thing. Matt and I do go back a long way. Uh, when Cigar Coop started, when I was at my first trade show, uh, in all seriousness, Matt was one of the first guys to, you know, kind of reach out and, you know, and we've become friends ever since. So I'm always grateful for that as far as what I've started because Matt was, I'd say, in that there were about two or three people from that first trade show that were very kind to me, and I'll never forget it, and Matt was one of them. Well, I can't help myself. I, I like to be nice. I think positivity yeah. begets positivity. Yeah. And I myself so I, uh, was yeah, coming no, into the game as well. And, 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 yeah, no, I like to think we kind of – our journeys have kind of paralleled each other mm -hmm. and we've had some bumps along the way some changes along the way um in fact it was kind of interesting 2017 i made some big changes on on what i was doing with coop and you made some big changes in terms of what you were doing so mm -hmm. it, there's it's been true. a lot of parallels with that well the big question is then did you know what a portuguese breakfast was <laughs> i had an idea what it was i mean That's i'm not gonna scary. yeah <laughs> i mean coop just come spend the week i'll i'll spin you up don't worry i'll give you a <laughs> tutorial <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> all right. Okay, Coop. so I, yeah. What's in the news this week? Yeah, all I'm right. looking at Coop a whole different way now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, we're getting into PCA trade show season. Um, I mean, you're starting to see companies now announce the trade show exclusives. So a couple have come out this week. Uh, Alec Bradley uh, is going to be releasing a show exclusive. It's going to be a line extension of their Magic Toast line. It's going to be in the form of a box press Grand Toro. Um, so that's the first box press they've done on the Magic Toast line. And Illusioni Cigars, I saw, has now announced that they are going to be... They, they've kind of already floated this uh, cigar out uh, to one retailer in Idaho, but they have a Candela version of their CG4, and that's going to be offered as a trade show exclusive too. So uh, you're starting to see these trade show exclusives start to come out. I kind of wonder if PCA may have missed the boat a little with these because I'm seeing a lot of, like, you know, line extensions. And I, I think if they had put some higher, like, some raised the bar in terms of the criteria and maybe say this is what you need to do to have a trade show exclusive, maybe they had, would have had more than just line extensions. I know, um, I, knew, I know the problem they ran into, and I don't really know. It's just theoretical. But I think they waited too long. This is something they needed to get on, like, a year and a half ago because for a lot yeah. of these guys – Last year wasn't the year to start developing new. I think that's and I think that's a fair point. You know, obviously there was some uncertainty. You know, when I, we were in February, I'm, March. I'm, yeah, I'm, agree I'm agreeing with you. A line extension yeah, yeah. is not expensive. No one gives yeah. a shit about a line extension. Yeah, I could care less if I have the sixth iteration of a blend I already have in my store as a shop exclusive, as a PCA exclusive. You're you're 100 yeah. percent yeah. on point on that. Um, 
But once again, I just think it probably most likely came down to poor advanced planning um, and then trying. See, I'm from the school and Alex could testify. I'd rather not do something than rush something wrong. Because mm-hmm. when you put it out there wrong, you make you make it twice as hard to get it right. So I just rather not do it. Um, but I think they were desperate to do something for this show, and that was the best that some of the manufacturers could have come up with. But I would have just held off this year to people who would only have made lines available for the PCA, you know. And 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 that's. You know, sometimes you got to take a little less in the beginning for the better, greater good in the long haul. Yeah, um, I think that's what happened there. Abe, I think your spot. I think your point's spot on with that. I think that's a hundred percent. I mean, I know Rocky's putting the Rocky Patel City as a PCA exclusive, but um, you know that one. You know, that may be. I think there's a little more of a limited production with that, so you can get away with it. Um, but. There are some others, I think, that are going to be announced. I think well, my father's going to announce theirs, I think, at the trade show. Pete Johnson's got some. Ace Prime's got. Uh, we've See, here's the mentality of a guy. Here's the mentality of a guy who's just an old dog in the business. No one, Casey Aldamani, no one cares about a line extension, Casey. It's like the most, it's like getting sweet and sour chicken in a Chinese restaurant. It's the least it, exciting it, thing in the cigar industry. They, they, could give a line, they could give a line extension as a shop exclusive. I mean that's my point. It's it's yeah. It's, it's like literally the least it, exciting it, thing on a national level. It, it is. It is. Unless you're going to do something very unique with it, but I I agree. In fact, like I said, this Luzioni one's already been released to a store in Idaho, so that's already been out. It's not like it's not something that's new. The Alec Bradley thing. Okay, at least it's something that's new as a line extension. But I'm, but you know, same thing with the with the PCA hub. I've seen a lot of cigars out there that really aren't new, so. But I think, like, I could give P- the defend PCA. This is they're just getting into this right now. So let's see how to, you know, let's, before we kind of shoot them. Let's, you know, you're much nice, you're much nicer than me, Paul. Uh, Paul will you're much yeah. nicer because you, they're not just getting into this. This is something that should have been immediately worked on the moment a press release came out naming four major yeah. manufacturers that were pulling out. Well, yeah, and and, and that was yeah. two years ago. Yeah, I mean. It was two years ago, and then the pandemic hits, and I agree that they could have done some planning with that. That's a fair point. Um, but, okay, you know, pandemic, their staff was cut and stuff like that. I'm sure they, you know, they had to do other things around the office right now. But uh, I, I have a question just related to the topic. Is is the Padron Fuente thing still going for – wasn't that supposed to be PCA? Or? Well, here's I, what I, I haven't to, seen anything. Okay, here's what I'm going to say, and this is got to be careful how I say this. I have not heard anything that Padrona Fuente are not going to be doing something at the trade show. But what I can tell you is I got a communication from the PCA about the companies doing the PCA exclusives. And Padrona Fuente were no longer listed on that, that those companies. So well, I don't listen, know what that means right now. In their defense, and I love both companies, they are both notoriously not the quickest. Right. To move on they projects did. such as these, I've seen Fuente announce shit that didn't come out for two years later. Partially a yep. testament to, once again, I'd rather not do something than do it yep. wrong mm-hmm. or not right and just wait. Yeah. So that also could be why it's not available this year. It may not be they, close to being ready they, to release. They never promised it was going to be ready for the show either. So no, be they didn't. To defend them. They, they announced they were doing this, and I think a lot of us assumed it was going to be the trade show, but they never promised that either. Yeah, when when we had Carlito on, I don't think he specifically said it was for the trade show. He, he if we look, if we look back at it, yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. He think, talked think, about it, and we, we talked extensively about it, but I don't think he actually said when it was going to be so, released. In a, in a like, here, here's a perfect question, right? So if that cigar was made with some legitimate availability and was a PCA-only cigar, how many people, how many retailers do you think would literally go to a show to make sure they got that cigar? I don't know, it man. It would be, I think. Would um, you? That Fuck would yeah. be something that would, yeah, there would be some people who would actually, I think, go to the show for that. Fuck yeah. I mean, it, I'm it, not going to go for a, me, a, a I wouldn't, but, but part of the equation is, look, I wouldn't if they're going to say, well, we can get you five boxes. No, that's not even worth me going to the airport here, the drive to the Palm Beach International Airport. Right. So, look, look, just to give you an example, the TAA has had this absurd rule for many years that you have to go to the show. So you're allowed one off year. So literally every other year I would send somebody from my company because I really don't need to go. I, I buy, I do more purchasing sitting here than some of the people who are actually physically there, right? So what's the need for me to lug up my wife, go down, leave my kids for five days? And it, there's really never been a reason. But I used to go because the Pete Johnson TAA cigar was always a highly sought after cigar. Mm -hmm. And literally if we ordered three or 400 boxes, we would get them. That made me worth sending somebody every year or every other year at the very least to go to the show to place the order just for that product. So, yeah, if, if the product is right and, and, and it's not something, it makes it worth a retailer going there, then, yeah, I, I think retailers would go more. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I, I agree with you. You know, Abe, I think, you know, essentially everyone was talking about TPE last week, right? And I, I understand they did good. The question is, is TPE going to be anything more than a buying show as well? And, if, and, and that I'm wondering if that hap if it's not, then it's going to have the same problems that PCA's had. Because I've already been told from a lot of retailers, TPE deals were offered all, all over the place. Out, who, people who didn't go to that show. So I'm wondering if they're going to have the same problem. Okay. TPE won't, won't have the same problem. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. okay. Because it's just a matter of numbers. So look how many C stores and B stores and convenience stores, which all flock to the TPE. Mm. And you have a much smaller group when you're looking at premium cigar companies. I mean, there are probably more TPE people in, 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 in New York than there are premium cigar retailers in the whole country. Yeah, that, that's true. You know, that, that part. Yeah. So you're always going to have people there. And it's always been just a buying show. But that's mentality. But when you only have two to three thousand, maybe premium cigar guys, you know, and then not even all of them are really have the wherewithal to go to a Vegas trade show annually. It, it becomes more concise and, and, and you have to become more more using a, a scalpel to try to market to that community than you do when you have such a big number. Yeah. But I think TPE was also highly, they said it was a lot of traffic. It was the first time people got out in almost a year. Right. So I think people were I mean, able to get Matt, out and do something. I saw an interview with, with Robert, Matt, and he was like, he's like, we didn't really know what, what the result would be from here and whether or not people would show up. But I personally needed to get out of the house and go to one of these. He's like, mm -hmm. we, we wanted to be surrounded by our people again. So yeah. I, I think what Abe is saying is correct. Like people just wanted to get out and go to an event, feel normal again, and get back to the, 
you know, the camaraderie in the industry, I think. Yeah, there was a decent amount of escapism occurring there, you know, um, and it was probably the cheap uh, currency on the show floor. I mean, we're looking at even our team was going out there for PCA. I mean, we, part of it, we just want to get the coop, the coop team together. But, you know, we're going to cover it. But there's a part of it, you know, we all really wanted to get together this year as well. Um, a lot of guys in the media haven't seen each other in almost two years, you know. So it's, uh, I, it's a little bit of that on our end, too. In response to Jay Davis, it doesn't have to be rare. It's just got to be good. You know, you know. Everybody always thinks that if someone made a special garbage, it's got to be this uber rare stuff. It doesn't have to no, be rare. It, it, they, we, they they have the perfect capability of making something special and unique and good. Look, they make like their regular production line, so the possibility is there. Look at the TAA is a great example. Okay, a lot of those TAA cigars. I'm going to say it, they're not good. Okay, there's a select few of them that. Oof are good and fit the other categories. But no, a lot of those TA cigars are not good. I'm just going to be very straight on that. Well, that's just something you have to be careful even if the PCA starts doing. Yeah. If, it becomes, yeah. if it becomes something that just everybody does, yeah. however, then there goes the effectiveness. You know, look, it's just like I, I compare it a lot, a lot of things in life to a good bonsai plant, right? you got to keep the hedges trimmed and keep the growth in control and you get a better yeah. overall plant. I think it's one of the things that the PCA hasn't done, right? It's grown out of control because I don't care if you keep the same attendance for 20 years, but if the footprint of the show grows 10 times, well, guess what? The show is going to look empty every year. You know, there has to yeah. be a controlled growth. And, and and I think that's what ruined the TAA cigars. It, it was really like trend. one company to start. Two company to, now there's 20 TAA releases. Who cares about it anymore? That, that's what's yeah, happening. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. It's exactly what happened. They diluted it. You spoke about trimming the hedges. I was waiting for Matt to chime in. I think he went to go trim his hedge. <laughs> no, no, no. I, uh, I just, <laughs> I literally, careful. You guys are opening that door yourself. Yeah, we don't know which hedge not. he's trimming, so careful. You, you, you guys are opening that door yourself. <laughs> what else you got uh, going on? Yeah, go ahead. Um, another piece of information. We've been talking a lot about Mombacho cigars and some of the changes going on. And we talked about last month's Jesse Flores, who used to be with Drew State, going there. Uh, that has ended. Jesse Flores has now departed Montbacho Cigars. That could, be the quick, that could be the quickest job I've seen to date in the history of the cigar industry. How long well, was it? A month? Oh, no. They're a, a bit month. shorter, bro. I, I'm just saying that I've seen. I'm sure there may have been shorter, but I've never yeah. seen one that quick with a press release before they publicized it on the paper. The relationship Hi. was over. Well, yeah, literally. Well, the thing that was interesting about when they announced that is Jesse did a video announcing he was joining Mombacho. Mombacho put it on their webpage, but you never heard a comment from Mombacho exactly how they were going to use Jesse. And then now you hit it with creative differences. So I'm like, well, that was just whenever I hear someone announce their own job, it's a red flag to me. That's, you know, I just think, I don't know. It just, to I, me, I, I wasn't surprised when it happened. No, Speak on it, topic. Cooper. And I'm sorry I keep interrupting your stories, but I want to comment on this house guest. I love when people are house guests and don't say who they are, though. That does look like Michael Caldwell. Michael, no one said there weren't good TA releases, but Cooper will probably agree with me. Only probably three or four over the history of the TA, maybe five tops, have been really worthwhile. Padron was definitely one of them, you know. But the rest have all just been like 
who knows who cares? They came, they went, nobody bought them. Obviously, Pete's done a really good job. Crown heads on the floor, I think, are the ones that have stood out. Um, yeah, there's there's been a couple. There's been a couple winners, but when you talk but, about a couple winners, when you're releasing twenty a year, yeah, I I saw one retailer clearing out a TAA cigar at sixty percent off. Sixty percent off. I mean, so you know, and it was a it was a prolific brand. It wasn't like a, a small brand. It was a big brand. You know, it just tells me I don't. I just think they're very overrated. There, there are some good ones, but a lot of them have been highly overrated because they've always been positioned to me as best cigars by the best manufacturers for the best retailers. So it was this elite thing is how it was positioned to me as, and they don't live up to that in general. Once again, it comes to not doing something right. I mean, we, yeah. we, we, yeah. we've been in business 25 years, and yeah. we only started 10 years ago. I think we only have like you know 14 or 15 yeah. micro blends. I can release a micro blend every month, but I just don't want to make a micro right. print every month. I really want to put in the work to try to make something unique and that will stand out, you know, and that's how we attack every micro blend project that we do. You know, otherwise, otherwise no one would care when we made one. If we had one every month and especially if half of them really weren't that spectacular, it, the, no, no one would care when we released a micro blend. And so it's the same philosophy. Yeah. And Abe, I got to say with the connoisseur club, I like what you're the approach you're taking with that because you're basically you put a, a framework in place that basically tells these guys put your best foot forward because otherwise you're going to be called out on it. Well, and I mean, I least, think that's, yeah, yeah. Put I think your best foot forward. Some of them are experimenting. Some of them, you know, a lot of these guys. Yeah. Look, I, I talk with all these manufacturers. They're afraid to take chances in the real market because you know they care about their brand and what they build. This yeah. gives them an avenue now to actually even get a little more creative and to try things they normally might be a little bit too reserved to try. <laughs> And get some legitimate feedback. Sometimes it's a winner, sometimes it's not. But yeah. it's a lot easier to find out in a test group of a few hundred people than to put it out there in the market yeah. and realize something, you know? But you don't think the TA could do the same thing? If you think about that, like put the same thing in, have these blends come in and, and rate them, and, and then the ones that come well, out the best. Yeah. You have to remember, I mean, there's a difference when you're talking about a team like ours where this is what we do all day and this is our yeah. livelihood. Yeah. And the TAA or the PCA where they're volunteers and yeah. they all have their own shtick. And, you know, who's really running it at the end of the day? Yeah, that's true. They, these organizations are run with the path of least resistance. That's the problem. Yeah. Yep. Trilateral convention. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I called that a long time ago, that they should just merge them all and make one big doohickey. I'm down with that. I'm not, so, making, I'm not making a bet with you on that, by the way. Cause... I, I just said it. I mean, I just think it would I be know. Like, <laughs> if they could find a way no, to I make know, it I work. Yep. That's very complicated, but if they could find a way to make it work... I think it would be cool. So you got Flores high and by. That's gone. Mambacho now, God rest him now, he's become a miracle worker. He wants to consult cigar companies, which, you know, some of them Jesus can't help. Good luck, my friend. Um, that's Claudio. What else you got going on, Coop? Uh, last thing is, it was an interesting thing. This came out of TPE. Placencia Cigars has announced they're going to um, be implementing a smart chip technology in their cigar bands. And basically what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to take your phone, hold it up to the cigar, and it's kind of going to work. It's not a QR code, but it's going to work like a QR code where it brings up a website and it's going to give you some information about the cigar or some photos and things like that. So they're going to be implementing it on their um, Almaforte Claro right now, just on one line. But um, kind of an interesting thing I thought that came out. Uh, we haven't seen anything like that in the cigars before. No, there was something like that. Somebody had an app or a software, I'm going to say about five years ago, 
where you could scan the cigar band in the humidor and it would pull up some database or history. It wasn't any company specific. Yeah, it, it, like you said, you have, you'd have to scan it. This one literally just hold your phone up. It's kind of like you don't have to worry about even doing anything. You don't got to raise your hand, Alex. Just start talking. Well, well, it's unrelated, but I want to break some news real quick. I don't know what he did, but I know he was engaged in the beginning of the show and there were some talks and now... Oh, no, I, I, happy, I, did, I didn't put happy, it out there. Happy trails, Ronnie Haysha. We'll see you in 30 days. Oh, he's blocked? What a Portuguese breakfast was. Oh, yeah. sorry, By Ron. the way, who, yeah, who you says you can owe yeah, a whoever dollar? We deleted, whoever we deleted those definitions, you should thank us later. Yeah. But, yeah, he said if you kept the guest on track, I would have not lost another 30K this month. I'm taking the month off. By the way, who still says you're going to owe him a dollar? Who, who said that? Husto. Oh, shit. Yeah. Why am I going to owe him a dollar? He got everything you need, he said, and today. That, there was no bet. People now making up their own bets. <laughs> he says you're making up the bet. <laughs> They're making up their own bets. So is, is okay. Matt Swan? Get him in. Let's see this impersonation, Paul. What are you waiting for? You <laughs> All right. Okay. We, uh, we have a very special guest on. Uh, I think he's uh, proclaiming to be the real, the real Matt Booth, actually. It's the real Matt Booth here. I mean, I don't proclaim to be anybody. I'm me, man. <laughs> Cooper, how are you today, my flower? Matthew? It's good to see you. How's sunny Florida? Oh, it's beautiful. Coop, let me ask you something. Have you ever really smelled calamine lotion? I mean, really smelled it. The, the, pink, the pink from it, man, just gives a fragrance, you know? Mm. Indeed, it does. Today, I'm smoking one of my favorite creations. The Room 101 11th anniversary. It reminds me of our salad days. Coop, we've had this conversation. Yeah. We, we've talked about our salad days. We have. Coop, tell me about your salad days. Well, you know, our, my salad days go back to Matt Booth. I mean, when we started mm. uh, this thing, we were just talking about that earlier. Mm. Oh, you, I should say. You. I mean, what am I saying? You're mm. on Matt Booth. Indeed, I am. We, we should block out their boxes and see if people can guess who the real Matt Booth is. Oh, there's yeah, no guessing. I, I, did I tell you that was good? It was really good. Well, I'm going to tell you something. He's, front. Got, he's got the voice, <laughs> he's got the voice and, and the dichotomy down pat. Now you just got to work on a little facial features. You got to do a little more squinting when he talks. You know, Matt Booth's got that squint and smirk down. You get that a little in there? The, yeah, the, the upside down frown. Yes. The, the... yes. Yes, you get a little bit of that in there. And... Mm. <laughs> and, and what a, what a fine... Uh... What a fine uh, cotton garment that is gracing your carcass right now. I Matthew thought you would tobacco, if that is your real name. <clears throat> well, that is my my government name. Uh, but this is this is a a nice nice garment that I uh, I enjoy to wear. It's colorful and bright, but not too wild. Oh, he's got the economy down. See, if you stay on KMA, you just never know who's going to come on the show. Uh, but uh, this is Matt Tobacco. Smoking Tobacco. Thank you for joining us. And that's it. Good job, man. Excellent impersonation of Goofy. Can I just say something, Abe? Uh, well, first of all, thank you guys for having me on. Um, I've actually never done that for the person. I So a lot of people who know me, um, like from work, like I do people at work, and they're like, holy shit, that sounds just like that guy. Or like I do it for like... Family, friends, whatever. But I've never really done it for the person until now. So I have to admit, uh, doing it for the first time live on KMA, 
is quite the place to do that for the first time. So I'm not, and it's and it's Matt Booth of all people. You know, I could have done Coop, no problem. Um, oh, wait, just, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have let's to see, see it. Let's yeah. do. Oh coupe. no, I don't. I don't do a coupe. I really don't do a coupe. It's just as an example, <laughs> but because it's Matt Booth of all people, um, you know, it's uh, you know, I could go either way with him. You know, you don't know. Oh, you could go either way. That's for sure. <laughs> Cooper, Cooper, I had spoken to you yesterday. You asked me if I'd be at PCA. Actually, no. It was someone from another media outlet. You know who you are. I'd like for you to. Oh my! Do an interview of me when we go to PCA, private, very intimate, and my hotel suite in a bubble bath. And I yeah. will require, <laughs> I will require you to feed me what the Australians call lollies. You may know them as gummies. <laughs> it really enhances the experience, and I'll answer any questions that you may have. This is well hilarious. done. How does it feel to now listen to what you sound like to other people? Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes us. That's what makes us special. Pivoting. Matthew's the Matthew's the, uh, the politically correct Matt Booth though, so we we could have him we could have him on and not have to put uh, the, uh, the the <laughs> parental advisory put... up. <laughs> oh no! Comments. Oh no! That's that's not true. It's not true. You know, I was on another podcast. I believe it was the Smoke and Tobacco Show with Cooper, and I had let it be known that um, he can throw the dick around like Hercules. <laughs> Like One hand on the back of the head, <laughs> thrusting into eternity from the mm. top. Mm. It's very, very riveting. Oh, man. Woo. Oh. That is all. Again, what were you guys, what were we talking about? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, thank you. Guys, if you haven't yet, check out Smoking Tobacco. Yeah. Matthew Tobacco, thank you for joining us on KMA Talk Radio, man. You got Stay it. Stay high, guys. Nicole. I will. I'll say hi. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. Wow. You know what I was thinking during that? Could you imagine Lars Tetons and Matt Booth in the same room? They would just just do a show together. Oh, I have not seen it. I have to watch it. My my mind is reeling thinking about it. Yeah, that'd be an interesting one. Lars Tetons was actually my introduction to KMA. That was my first show. show. And you came back. And I was unavailable. And I made it, yeah. Yeah, you were in, you were you were at Disney that week? Probably, probably. <laughs> that might have been a wedding, a wedding, a wedding or Disney wedding, or a bachelorette show. party. Who the hell knows? <laughs> Daddy, take care. Seriously. All right. With that said, we have to move on to our next uh, our next segment. We have a very quick announcement, right, Alex, for yes. your little segment. Yes. All right. So let's go into tell the tape. Before they break, into, All right, so Alex, before oh, they break into it, Paul, do you have the graphic from last week in case people missed it? Let's let's show everybody. Well, I, I don't think the graphic has the number one on it. I didn't no, think we had it last week, but this was your Oscars of all time that they did for season one of Tale of the Tape. And I, I don't have it. He deleted it. Oh, nice. Well, That's okay. So anyway, we don't even we don't need the clock. We don't need the clock. No. Um. So, Tale of the Tape season one. 
has just ended last week where we did our countdown of the top 10 greatest boxers of all time. For Tale of the Tape Season 2, Coop and I are going to be taking on the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Um, I don't know about Coop, but for me, this is going to be a little more of a personal list. Um, it's going to be a little more personal preference. I'm going to be looking at, you know, style and character and uh, some of the wrestlers that I enjoyed rather than taking it on from a more technical perspective. You Can know, you I, even do a technical one on this? I mean, is there really I mean, I guess you could. You can a little. And you can, but I'm going more for, you know, style and preference. Like if I did a preference top 10 boxers list, it would look <clears> very different than the my, you know, top 10 greatest of all time list. That was a more technical list. For me, this one should be fun. Coop, how are you, how are you attacking this list? It's going to be a combination of, of the, both things. You know, the idea of a champion in wrestling is different than a champion in boxing. Um, sure. Because a champion in wrestling, it doesn't necessarily have to do with all the, the technical ability of that. I think what the difference is, is, I think this list is going to be, like, we were very similar at the top of our list. I think right. the, this list is going to be very different. I agree. Um, I come I come from probably a generation before you with the wrestlers. Sure. So even back in that generation generation it was still very regionalized. Um and you know you know I think now it's more international but back back when I started watching there was like northeast champions, southeast champions, there were many different uh, organizations. Um right. you had the territory thing. So I think it's going to be very inter but I do have a, a mix of some newer ones in there too. Because I've already, I've been working on this list. We've talked about for about three or four weeks behind the right. scenes. So I've already worked on this list. Um, we may still have a couple at the top, though. I think I think we'll still have a couple at the top. Sure, I'm sure we will. This yeah, so I'm excited be, about this. This is gonna be great. This is gonna be really good. This should be interesting. Listen, if Mick Foley or Randy Macho Man Savage doesn't make it to either one of your lists, I'm gonna be so upset. I, honestly, I don't Mick. know how you're gonna go with ten. I mean, there's Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Andre Giant. I mean, and I don't know. Are you going old school? Are you limiting this to an era? Is this all time? All time. All time. All time. That makes it even harder. Oh, Derek My Duke's could be on that list different too. than Alex's. Right. Yeah. Got the old yeah, school my... the Iranian Sheik and. But uh, you, you listen. You know, you never know because look. In fairness, Iron Sheik. That's in right. fairness, I think uh, Iron Sheik. my list had more guys from the 30s and 40s than uh, than yours as far as boxers go. So you never know. You know, these lists could yeah, be all true. over the place. It, it's true. It's true. And Alex and I have not talked about what's on these lists. Uh, we're going into these kind of cold each week. We, we never and do. I think it's going to be. Yeah, it, we never do. Although we we knew towards the end how our our boxing list was going to go. Yeah, that was just process of elimination at that point. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it'd be cool if you guys get some images that you could put up while you're doing your thing of each of the guys. Yeah. We can do that. We yeah. can do that. Yeah, so that should be fun. Matt Booth cool. is like, what the fuck are they talking about? He's been I listen. I'm sure. I am <laughs> absolutely positive that Matt Booth could come up with a top ten list of greatest boxers based on best man panties. I mean, greatest you know. wrestlers. <laughs> Or wrestlers wearing tights. Yeah, man I, panties I, and tights. I mean. Yeah, I, I judge many uh, athletes by the tightness of their garb. Right, see? Mm -hmm. We're not far off. Okay. No, good to That's know. That's true. That's true. A perfect segue to see who this week belongs as Cigar Insane Asylum. Oh. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. I 
I don't know, Paul, if you caught that sound bite, but Matt got a oh in right after I announced. I heard that. I heard. We that. should grab that. I heard it. And listen, in fairness, with all due respect, I don't know what you're about to read, but I don't know that it could top uh, just this entire episode as this week's entry into the insane asylum. Yeah, really, <laughs> it, really, it, it, Paul. It, there's no way. I mean, even on a, even on a normal week, it barely does that. With Paul grabbing. So. <laughs> Let's. Oh uh, yeah, last I, week was pretty good. This is this is lame. Okay, this week <laughs> he got what he was owed. I, I used the word lame, and, and Matt Booth laughed. So I mean, great, great, great teaser, right? But it has a slight twist. Andreas Fladen of Georgia quit his job as an auto mechanic shop in November, and when he left, there was still a matter of pay he was owed nine hundred and fifteen dollars, to be exact, according to Mister Flatten. After numerous alleged attempts, Flatten got his payment. In the form of 90,000 oil and grease-covered pennies dumped at the edge of his driveway with his final payslip on top. Yes, this is a true story. The owner of the shop that flattened quit, his man's name was Miles Walker. He stated he didn't know if he didn't or didn't drop the pennies off at his house. He went to say he got his money. So that's all that matters, referring to Mr. Flatten as a weenie. Flatten- a weenie? Flatten's nightly routine, these are all words that are getting mad excited. Lame, weenie. Um, Flatten's nightly routine consists of cleaning pennies so that he can use them. And on the bright side, he's actually found a few rare collectible ones that are worth some money. Okay, I'm, I'm calling an audible here. Congratulations, Paul DeCrocco. You are this week's <laughs> in a cigar, insane asylum. That was the, uh, the grease pile. Wow. At the end of his driveway. And those were the uh, pennies. Look at that. Look at that. I should I should start doing Paul's weekly producer pay like that. Just drop mm. I feel like you would do this, in all honesty. I don't know if it's you would line them with grease. No. But I think you would do this. But yeah, I, I, might, I might start doing your weekly producer pay. At least I know you'd be doing something every week that was worth the money dropping, you know, dropping them off on your driveway. <laughs> oh man i just keep coming back for more coop what else you got going on this week well i'm gonna be uh i'm gonna be in florida the whole week i head up to orlando midweek uh i'll be stopping by to see you uh, but we still have content coming out you'll see some reviews coming out monte cristo 1935 is coming out jeff borchowitz will be our guest on thursday night uh from orlando so um you know, stay tuned for that. But uh, nice. I'll be doing next week's show actually from um, Orlando. Um, we uh, rent the house there almost every year, and I'll be doing it from there. You're going to be in the shop, are you Carla, the- or are you going to do it from the house? Oh, we're going to do it from the shop. We're going to do it from the shop. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, we'll go up to, I couldn't get the smoke in, unfortunately, uh, the way we rented the house. We had a lot of problems, actually, with this trip because of the gas problems we had in Charlotte. We didn't even know if we were going to be able to pull it off because there was no gas for a while up there, as you know. And Boofy, what do you got going on? Anything good? That you I mean, I'm just gonna without well, shutting the show down. Just go ahead, just do it. Well, that's actually a fair point. So, okay, eliminate uh, points three and seventeen from my list. Uh, I'm gonna be uh, licking my wounds here. That's not code uh, for my self destruction. Um, probably doing a little, you know, fantasy role play somehow involving Cooper. Um, <laughs> you know. 
a little Magic the Gathering action poop. I know you're familiar, probably. And, uh, you know, other other than that, I'm just chilling, you know? All right. Well, that being said, uh, <laughs> if you missed our uh, spotlight feature, it was on Ooh. Room 1 at Connecticut. Go to smoking.com, use the code ROOM15 through today and tomorrow, and you can get 15 additional percent off on that cigar. Room 102. Riot, room 102, Room 101, whatever it is. Next week, our special guest. Uh, you you would think this would be a where are they now segment, but it's not because from the stories I've heard, they're coming back in the cigar industry. And oh. that, it's Eddie Ortega. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that's yes. my boy. Eddie. Yes. He's <laughs> coming oh back God, in the cigar industry, from what I understand. And uh, we're going to break it here on KMA Talk Radio next week. So check us out. Thank you for spending your two hours of Saturday morning. Uh, I hope you definitely entertained and informed and had fun with you guys. And not all of you have gone to Facebook jail, and we will definitely catch you next week. <laughs> Until then, keep it lit. <laughs>